experience. I'm Noah Wilder. And I'm Elias Chavez. And this is our podcast, and we're here to talk about... Uh, you're talking about short again. Again. He, he's back on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. Uh, back on it. <laughs> As always, he's back on it. <laughs> I'm back on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, with the short, uh, he's gonna keep going until someone tells him to stop. <laughs> I, I mean, it won't be me. <laughs> it's the printing press, I guess. It, it, I'm, I'm printing the money, guys. I found my personal gold mine. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna be talking about movie, but in general, we just talk about uh, secular media, and we bring out a gospel or biblical or um jesus or god or or the christian god uh centered uh themes in those things uh so and present them to you so that you can take them and think about those things in a deeper way and maybe bring those into conversations you have about the secular media we media we talk about so yeah so there you go um glad to be here elias you you doing good i'm also glad to be here Uh, (laughs) doing Um, very well yeah as of recording, Halloween was yesterday. Yes. Uh, as of release, it will be a week ago. So Exactly seven days. <laughs> so uh, how was your Halloween? Phenomenal. <laughs> um, got together with with some of, of my homies and just celebrated. Um, didn't pass out candy, didn't do anything. We just played Cards Against Humanity. It was basically just like a party, you know? Yeah. But... Um, so, so you were a scourge to the community. Correct. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, somebody dressed up as John Lennon, and I dressed up as a cat, and that was... You were Yoko Ono. I was, yes, I was Yoko Ono. Um, <laughs> I said, hold me, Sean. Um, but no, no, no. So that was that. Was that. Um, yeah, no, we, we just like played Mario Kart and Smash and Cards Against Humanities um humanities humanity plural <laughs> cards against manatees and um man i hate manatees <laughs> uh, um manatees are cool though manatees are really cool i i gotta say i've never fully understood how they're so cute <laughs> they're, they're they're pudgy that's all there is that's really it. all there is to it and like, their face is like close-ish to a human face like when you look at another like whale kind of creature you're not like you like can't see how it could become a human face yeah you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just yeah it's just it's something else they're just little buddies they're just little buddies (laughs) hello i i love that they're here for the manatee they're just little buddies (laughs) they're just like little little friends like stay puff marshmallow babies little little aqua buddy (laughs) aqua friends um but anyways yeah no i my point being um yeah like you know we just we had a good time um had little caesars <laughs> which was not the highlight but um it was close it was yeah yeah. yeah. So, um, so you dressed up as a cat correct uh your girlfriend was at my house handing out candy <laughs> She explained this whole story to you, to us mm-hmm. of you really wanted to go to a Halloween party. Yes. And she was like, no, I'm not going to a Halloween party. And then you're like, okay, but I got to come up with a costume. How about like a cat? Yes. And she's like, I still don't want to go to the Halloween party, but I will make that costume. With you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you sent me a picture Yes. And I could not even tell you were a cat. <laughs> You're just standing weird. <laughs> just like, um, all right, thanks, man. <laughs> well, damn. Uh, yeah, you had very, very thin. Yeah. Um, like wire ears. Yeah, like you can't see them in the picture unless you know this. <laughs> Well, now I feel bad. No, you're now I'm like, wow, we, we my costume sucks. We figured it out. I think in person it's easier to tell. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's so Anakechi shows up and I um I'm wearing I'm wearing the ears and mm-hmm. I'm wearing the full costume, right? Um at at some point. Did you have a tail? I did not have a tail. Wow. It was the last second thing. <laughs> anyway, but no no no. Um but yeah, so there was this invitation to this Halloween party 
And, um, and so, you know, I got off work, I rushed home and I was just like, I literally anything and everything I have to throw it together to make this costume. She shows up because we already had plans to like hang out and watch Andor and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. she shows up, I'm wearing the costume. Mm hmm just to surprise her and i was like hey babe you know like come on in whatever and um yeah here we are <laughs> anyway anyway I'm, I'm sure you had fun <laughs> yeah it was, it was a really good time. i did not have a costume on for halloween i just had a, i had like a sweatshirt on yep that had winnie the pooh on it and there was one kid in i don't even know what costume he was in it was, okay. It was like a Mushu costume or something. <laughs> he was red, had a tail and wings, and that like I couldn't tell anything else about him. And he was like a really like kind of awkward kid, you could tell. Yeah. Because he like he wouldn't say trick or treat. He wouldn't say thank you. Even though, like his mom was like, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. <laughs> he wouldn't say anything. But then he go looks at me and goes, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he gets so excited about my shirt. <laughs> Aww. Anyway, I had a good time handing out candy to to all the kids in my neighborhood. Yeah, because we were um we were out to to show dominance over over <laughs> the rest of the neighborhood and give out full size candy bars. Yeah, and and we gave out two full size candy bars per kid. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! And the uh, the reaction every time from the older kids was always walking up they have full-size candy bars and we're like okay yeah take any two and they're like two and they just it was it, it went over well and their neighbor walked over after she ran out of candy and she was like you guys just changed the whole game <laughs> with the full-size candy bar yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah that was the did. plan yeah back up step up <laughs> step off get off my lawn <laughs> seriously you're not invited yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i really like that okay image. uh building off of that my icebreaker for the week mm -hmm. uh what do you think the least popular candy bar for halloween is um whatchamacallit <laughs> no 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 that's not unpopular it just doesn't exist <laughs> a thingamajig a thing you would actually get on halloween uh -oh. least popular candy mm. the reason i'm asking is because we had uh seven or eight different kinds of candy bars out there okay full-size things we had starburst skittles yeah. Snickers, Reese's, M&M's, peanut butter M&M, or not, sorry, peanut M&M's, um, and Crunch Bars. So we had, uh, that's seven. I would say the least, least popular is probably either a Payday or a Butterfinger. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> So what's your answer, Noah? Anyway, the reason I brought it up is because we had all those out there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, the Reese's, the M&M's, the Snickers, the Skittles, those are all going to be gone yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what the first thing gone was? Uh, Peanut M&M's. The Crunch Bar. No. Yes. <laughs> the Crunch Bar? Yes. Yes, and your Anna Kate was like... I am so surprised. I'm like shook by this because like the crunch bar is like the one you trade to get better candy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they're all going to do. They're, they're taking the full size People, crunch bars. Listen, no, they, they weren't because they were grabbing two for their two full size bars. <laughs> What's a full? I didn't even know crunch came in full size. I thought it was just like the tiny things that you get in Lunchables. No. There's full I size. I like crunch. But by no means would I be like, yo, I need two of them. I would probably grab it because I probably wouldn't get it anywhere else. Yeah. But then I would definitely be getting like a like Starburst or something. Starburst is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It, as a kid, if I walked up to my table last night, we had like the full roll of Starburst. 
Yeah. Like that is the best deal you're going to get all night. Yes. Just get one, at least get one of those. Don't, maybe even two. Because every, if, even if you get Starburst from other houses. Because that'll last you a week. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you get Starburst from other houses, you're getting like the two packs. The two packs, yeah. That is like. Because that's all you need. It could be two yellows <laughs> you have no idea. Hey, and, uh, hey i like the yellow ones, oh though. okay but everyone else hates them for some reason i love the yellow it's the orange i don't really i don't really like orange uh they have this kind of starburst okay that uh is like the the like yogurt kind uh-huh oh wait, wait yo play has it yeah i know what you're talking about I've had it. They are so good. They're so good. Every flavor is like top tier Starburst. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had those since like high school. I know yeah. what you're talking about. They're, they're like creamy. Yeah. It's, it's good. But uh, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think yogurt and Starburst go well together, but like actually they do. <laughs> so I don't think Crunch would have been the least popular of all the candies out there but like certainly of the ones on my table i i expected those to be like left over at the end of the night yeah you thought you were gonna have some some fun with crunch bars later i'm I'm fine with that yeah (laughs) yeah i like crunch yeah i like crunch it's a it's a good it's a good little package It's, it's simple enough but it tastes good, you know? Anyway. It's like, Kate, ooh, chocolate and rice. Yeah, Anna Kate was saying, like, she always traded her crunch because there was always that one kid who really liked crunch. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And you could get all the good candy out of him and just give up your crunch. And I was like, that was me. That was, that was me. <laughs> I wanted all the crunch. I was that child. There's never enough crunch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, crunch is really good. Anyway, uh, did you did you have anything else to add to the, the icebreaker? I don't think so. I think my answer was really good. Yeah, what should we call it? No, you said. Uh, I said. Uh, I said payday or Butterfinger. Yeah, I would never grab a payday out of if I had a choice. If I, I I'm love not touching the payday, I love paydays. But also, I think you're right. Like if 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 you were like, do you want a payday or like a full size Three Musketeer? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> Three Musketeer is like bottom tier for me yeah well i'm just saying like any full-size chocolate like even that you choose over the payday and again i love paydays i i've had one payday my whole life yeah it was incredibly disappointing it's i mean i'm of the opinion it is peanuts and caramel that's a pretty good combo you know what? it's not chocolate and peanut butter good but it is a good combo you know what i would i would like payday more if it was a a bunch of peanuts wrapped in caramel rather than the other way around a bunch of caramel wrapped in peanuts that's that sounds like one of the worst ways to eat peanuts food. in the middle and you're like you're just holding the but it's caramel like the, it's like the firm caramel it's not gonna oh sure 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 it's sure, not sure. gonna melt in your hand what is, they have like chocolate paydays now and those go so hard <laughs> chocolate paydays oh wait, we have twix out there too twix are really good yeah no one ever wants them though why they're like always they're like if you have choices you're pro- there's always something that's gonna edge them out mm-hmm. but like they're no one considers them bad you know because they're amazing they're good they're good candy bars but you know you're just sitting there like oh i could have i could have a reese's or a twix and you're gonna get the reese's (laughs) probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can't deny it i yeah no i mean i'm thinking about i mean it's like it depends on how recently i had my last reese's but typically yeah no it's the probably gonna be the reese's (laughs) um reese's just feel good in your mouth you just want them in you yes <laughs> that is an apt statement you just want to chew on them you don't want to swallow but you must i <laughs> i need to clear room for the next reese's <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys uh last thing about last night and this icebreaker is that we had pretzels out there oh um full-size pretzels no no (laughs) if they were full-size pretzels this wouldn't be a big deal but they were like the the halloween shaped little packs of pretzels that like actually only have like 10 pretzels in it max you know yeah um and they were an option and some kids took two pretzel packs (laughs) 
They looked at all that candy. Yep. And they're so like, all their options. I'm not getting pretzels anywhere else. I better, I, I better stack up <laughs> and grab two pretzels. Every time someone grabbed pretzels, I was like, you know, those are pretzels, right? And they're like, oh yeah. And then grabbed another. <laughs> so that, that was the most surprising because at the beginning of the night, I bet that no more than three kids would take a pretzel. <laughs> With all the options we had. And there was always an option for candy. We never were at a point where it was only pretzels. Yeah. And kids were still like, oh, yeah, I like pretzels. <laughs> I like pretzels. I, I do like the alternate universe, though, where one kid's just like, oh, pretzels. And just, like, walks away. Like, <laughs> nothing else you have here redeems the fact that you decided to serve me pretzels. <laughs> Like, wow, okay, kid. So anyway, if you have an answer to the question, what, in your opinion, is the uh, not bad, but like bottom tier of Halloween candy that you would just expect no one to like actively choose? Yeah. What candy is that? Is it a whatchamacallit? Is it a Tootsie Roll? Is it um, a, a blow pop? Oh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I like Tootsie Rolls, but if you were to give me options, like I would choose like Smarties over Tootsie Roll. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Smarties? Let us know your answer. Let us know how wrong we are at uh, ocvpod.com or ocvpod on Facebook or Twitter mm -hmm. or ocvpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you you want to get into the feature presentation now uh i was born ready oh oh wait wait a second what's your name you're you're you were born alexander <laughs> you're born so you're talking Eli. about the corpse bride right <laughs> you were born eliza alexander chavez you were not born ready well maybe you changed your name i was born Can player one <laughs> Enter your name. <laughs> You're playing Legend of the Zelda. Yeah, the yeah. first one where yeah, you yeah. got to put your name in. Well, you got to do that up to Skyward Sword, I think. It was... I think you're always... You're pretty much you, always able to like put in a name. You cannot do it in Breath yourself. of the Wild. Yeah, no, no, no. Breath of the Wild, they're like, what are you... Ew! Anyway, you're playing... Ew, you're Link! <laughs> Ew! Don't... Oh, you keep typing in Zelda. It's so weird. <laughs> Zelda saves Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, you are playing any Legend of Zelda, and you just are like, oh, yeah, I know the name. Player one. <laughs> Player one. Because <laughs> in Skyward Sword, Zelda, like, inputs your name. Yeah. When she's, like, when she has dialogue. So she's like, oh, my gosh, it's Elias. <laughs> yeah, Elias. <laughs> Don't do that. I would love to see it say, it's player one. <laughs> I'll see you in the future, player one. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. I love it. You can go first. Though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You got this. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting that. Really threw me for a loop. <laughs> You're talking uh, Paper Man. Paper Man. Good music. Good music <laughs> in Paper Man. Good. Very good. Very, very heartfelt. I was I was watching it with you downstairs. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that the music for Paper Man is the same music that's at the end of Free Guy. So funny thing, actually. <laughs> there's a video on YouTube somewhere of somebody like changing the music for Paper Man where they're just like Paper Man, but the music is better or whatever. And is better? <laughs> basically. But yeah, it's just like Paper Man, but they've like changed it to be like more piano based and stuff and okay. blah, blah, blah. anyway but somebody like redid the score music. piano man yeah <laughs> youtube challenge <laughs> um but anyways yeah i i don't i don't was it better i mean i liked it for sure but i wasn't I, when i watched it i wasn't familiar enough with the music for paper man to like fully compare them and now that i've just rewatched paper man i haven't seen that video recently enough to compare them so um Anyway, point. <laughs> I'll say that I like both of them. <laughs> I watched Free Guy, and I was like, "This music is really good." Yeah, yeah. Well, like I was not expecting music this good in Free Guy, and now I realize, oh, it was made for a Disney short. <laughs> yeah, they just cheated. 
Anyway, moving they on. They cheated. That's cheating to me. <laughs> Do you disagree? I mean, I I'm gonna have to think harder about that because, like, in in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Edgar Wright reuses a lot of like music from. But, but I mean, I guess this, and that's like the whole point is that it's like a video game thing, and so they reuse a lot of music from like Zelda and stuff like that to mm. to convey like, oh, you know, like this. So it's like I don't know if I can consider it. See, the thing is, I know for a lot of movies they use scores from other movies. Mm-hmm. As like the pre-score. Yes. And then they the, hire the, the composer. I think that's literally what it's called. It's pre-scoring. Yeah. And so they just use whatever music. And they usually have a composer in mind. So they use a lot of that composer's music. Yeah. And then the composer comes in and they've already edited the whole movie with that music. Yep. The director already like has a scene with that vision in mind. And, and then so like the director will just be like, hey, can you make this but to where we don't get copyright struck? Yeah. <laughs> so like... That's why, like, a lot of people will, like, uh, use Hans Zimmer's music. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, if we can get Hans Zimmer, then we're going to get Hans Zimmer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he comes and they're like, yeah, we put the Batman score and Pirates of the Caribbean there. And, yeah. And, and so, like, his music ends up sounding very similar because the director's just like, yeah, just make the same thing. Like... It has to have the same beats. It has to cut the right way, yep. which I've already edited this movie mm-hmm. for your other music. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's it's inescapable. Yes. <laughs> Unless you hire the composer before you even start filming. Oh, yeah. Then that music gets really good. <laughs> yes. But I, it makes me think that for Free Guy, they just were like, oh, this is a good song to put in there. We want something like this. And then they got to, like, scoring the movie, and they're like, no, you just can't get better than that. <laughs> just left it in. <laughs> just left it in. Is, is that something you confirm? Is it actually like exactly the same? Yes, I I remember now uh, that in the credits, you know where it like lists all the songs. Yeah, if there was the Paper Man uh, score, it was one of the songs. I was like, I don't know where that was, but okay, uh-huh. because I didn't remember what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then I heard it downstairs, and I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Paper Man, though. Paper Man. Thanks, Noah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, Paper Man. Time to talk about this one. Basically, uh, once again, Disney, Pixar. Sh- just Disney. Man. Just Disney, not Pixar. And released on YouTube. And released on YouTube. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Paper Man. Uh, it's a cutie. It's going to be a real happy time. Um, there's no sad vibes to talk about honestly in paper man um it's for that one minute where he's sad well yeah but even when he's sad you know you're like dude don't be sad it'll work out you know love wins love wins and it's a disney short you're (laughs) gonna be fine um (laughs) but anyways yeah no paper man um basically it's 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 the way that I see it, it's kind of about like running from your destiny and love in a way. Running from it? Running from it. Okay. And I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. Um, but basically, to, to immediately jump into Christian parallels here, um, ultimately, God has a plan for all of us. Um, and it's up to us to decide how we're going to respond to that. Think Jonah. Um, he knows that God has a plan for him. He knows what that plan is. And he knows, furthermore, he can't run from it. He knows this. He's literally a prophet. <laughs> and he still decides decides to run from it anyway um and so then you know literally like storms and fish swallows him and spits him out on the beach that he needs to be at it's just like literally everything that can happen happens to put him where he needs to be when he needs to be there um nothing can change god's plans um and we just know ultimately that's how it's going to go in the end he whatever his will is that's what's going to pan out um luckily for us there's only a handful of characters to really talk about in paper man i was a paper guy because (laughs) i'm a free guy i I believe there's four characters that like have any kind of personality four i'm thinking Um, three because it's man woman boss oh oh, and paper (laughs) oh paper i was gonna say the dude that uh gets um, happy when <laughs> that gets the plane that gets the plane and then the the the, the paper man is like no it wasn't for you and then he's all like then what oh! 
<laughs> what do you think you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that that made, that's the saddest part of the movie or the short yes, for me, should, honestly. They should have like had a post grant scene where a paper plane has also led that man. It's <laughs> like. Yeah. He needs a friend, okay? He needs a friend. Because I was just like, oh my gosh, he's so happy to get it. He was just like, oh, look at this little ray of sunshine in my life. Look at this Something cute little paper airplane. And then, and then the paper man's just like, not for you, idiot. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, <laughs> within the context of the paper man short, um, like I said, nothing can change what God's will is. Um the two main characters of the short um, through the process of fate or destiny, universe, divine intervention, uh, whatever you want to say it is that is leading them to one another in the world of Paperman. Um, the point is the short itself, whatever that driving force is, I will call it God because I mean, God, um, it works in its own time, just like God does. And the two train character or the two main characters they meet together um and they respond to to god to fate destiny universe divine intervention um in their own ways which i think is also parallels like how we as christians can respond there's there's two answers um when met with god's grace as a christian um so yeah, um, basically, originally they meet in a little tram system. They have a cute little interaction uh, where the woman gets some of her lipstick on one of the man's papers. Um, then they are separated because, you know, it's the New York subway system. And <laughs> then he has to go through the process of making so very, 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 very many paper airplanes. Yes, because um, he sees her. Because he sees her. In, across the street in another building when yes. he gets to work. And he was like, oh. That's the lady. That's the girl. Before he was like, oh, I guess that was just a cute thing. And I guess it's over. And then he's like, <gasps> <laughs> time to risk my job and everything that i've worked for and i mean i relate so he starts folding up paper airplanes throwing them <laughs> pitching them trying to get them over and he he's like you know they're hitting the side of the building he's like taking out birds as no and i had already mentioned that some of them accidentally end up like meeting the wrong person yes um some of them are just like blown completely off course there's, there's one that makes it into In, the window and then she and, stands up at exactly that moment <laughs> and well, there's just, another one that goes straight into the, into the trash, trash can. can yeah and he's just He's just like slamming his head against the side of the window, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, yes. point is, um, yeah, they he's he's doing all this, all trying to get her attention. Um, point being, he's trying to make this work in his time, um, and as a response, uh, he fails miserably. Uh, after this, he run he sees her leaving the building after she gets the job or something yeah i don't know whatever she was whatever doing. she was doing she like meets her father for I, the first time. <laughs> right right she's like <laughs> whatever smiling. She uh, whatever, whatever she was doing she like stands up at, like i said she stands up at one point like shakes this guy's hand like i don't i don't know what happened but the point is something happened he looks up at some point and he's like i just threw a paper airplane she's gone where is she he looks down she's already exiting the building that she was in and so he's like Ugh! and so he runs out of the building to chase her he loses her and then he gives up um, his boss has already pretty much given him non-vocally the ultimatum of like, bro, you've got to, you've got to get your work done. <laughs> also, the, all that, you just gave away all our clients' banking information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, all of, all of these paper, like, you're like, where's the paper for this paper airplane? Those are like corporate documents <laughs> that he's just like launching out the window. One of my other favorite uh, small moments, um, off topic real quick, but one of my favorite other small moments in the short is when he like, he like runs out of paper and he like looks over and the guy at the desk next to him like scoots his stack of you're paper like, like away. you're not taking my you, job you know you, you can go down i am not going down with you um but anyways um but yeah so he he sees her exiting the building and he's just like time to sprint um but when he misses her like i said he gives up he's just like well that's that i don't have a job and i don't have the woman um and so now enter the divine intervention yes. um so all those paper airplanes that he just made um which given how big that stack of paper was i'd have to say they they definitely rank in the thousands <laughs> yeah i mean like a ream of paper is five yeah. 100 pages yeah and it was about like 
a six of yeah. that. So it was at least three thousand paper airplanes. <laughs> he, he, he made he made literally. I mean, after like maybe 10, I, he got really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe I I said earlier like enter divine intervention. I think honestly the divine started a little earlier. He <laughs> he made a he made three thousand paper airplanes in the time it takes for a job interview. Um, so max forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> I want to see Guinness now. <laughs> um anyways point is um yeah so all those paper airplanes from earlier they suddenly develop a consciousness um the wind catches them and from wherever they were laying spread all throughout the city they start a little tornado and they do a little hippity hop movement and they're, they're just catching these drifts they find him and like one smacks him and it's like hey you know follow me and he's like no and then another one like sticks to his leg it's like come on man you gotta go this way there's no words but this is the idea you know it's like come on like gently push he's like i hope you could hear that on the mic um he's he's like uh you know he's like trying to shove all of them off of him he's like this isn't gonna work and then they just abduct him and then they just abduct him (laughs) um and i love watching it because like because like these paper airplanes they swamp him they they just absolutely dogpile him and you can tell that the wind is pushing him back with this massive amount of force because everyone near him is also affected by this massive wind there's a point where it's like trying to push him up this like staircase Mm -hmm. and there's a dude like clinging to a pole next to him (laughs) because of the force which with god is pushing his hand trying to shove this man to meet the love of his life um meanwhile there is a singular paper airplane um that is not with the rest of his brethren the one that has the lipstick on it and it has found the woman and it like circles around her twice and then she's like all smiles and she's like oh my gosh that's or well i guess it lands in some flowers and she like goes to reach it and pull it out and then like plucks itself out and and she's like oh my gosh that's the airplane and so she's like i I want that airplane she like tries to grab it she sees that she can't and it starts like taking her in the other direction and she's like well i guess it's an act of god time to follow (laughs) and (laughs) and that's that's like all that it took to get her attention and to get her to follow whereas like the dude the paper man is like actively resisting this whole time even after he's like oh no 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 no!" literally like all of these paper airplanes are are shoving me and forcing he's like he's never like well maybe it's better to just go on and he he never even like submits you know it's never even to the point where he's not gonna go willingly but he doesn't even like give up and be like oh well it's he doesn't just like casually get carried no he's 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 like fighting he's like I will fight this to my dying... Bro- Ooh, pretty lady. Um, <laughs> that's um, he gets into, like, a, a tram. She's also in a tram, and uh, he, like, tries to, like, stand up once he's in the tram because I guess he realizes, like, oh, there won't be any wind. And then they, like, still force him back in his seat, and he's like, fine, I guess I'm waiting. And there's, like, a little kid with a blue, and the mom, like, grabs the little kid and, like, scoots him away. Like, mm-hmm. stay away from the weird paper man. <laughs> anyway, um... But yeah, so anyways, basically, there are two responses to this in 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 God's will. Um, there's that saying of like, you know, if you're not moving forwards or if you're standing still, you're moving backwards. Um, and I think that that applies a lot um, with if the Christian thing. If you think you're standing still, you're moving backwards. If you, yeah, if you think you're standing still, you're, you're moving backwards. you're never actually standing still. This is true. This is true. If you think you're standing still, you're moving backwards. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things like, you know, with, with, with God, you're like, well, I'm not actively moving away from him. Um, or, you know, or you think you're moving away from him or you think you're, you're standing still and passing time or, you know, if you're actively chasing yeah, him or I'm whatever it may be. I'm not rebelling against God. I'm mm-hmm. just like not praying. Like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> Define not rebelling. Um, but with something like this, it shows that like, no matter what you do, you're not going to escape God. He's going to catch you. He's going to put you exactly where you are meant to be. Um, And in this example, um, it just shows that, like, the woman, she, like, recognizes God's will immediately. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I know that I need to follow. I don't know where I'm going. Um, I don't know what the purpose of this is. I hope that I get to see the cute guy with the windswept hair from earlier. But, um, I, you know, we'll see where this takes me. And so she follows and then the paper man you know he's like completely like 
all the way through just like I'm not going to do this with every fiber of my being I'm going to fight this and yet still it ends up like working out for him mm-hmm. um and I think that just shows that like earlier you know he was he was trying to do everything in his time um second peter 3 9 says the lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish but that all should reach repentance um that last part maybe not the most applicable right here um (laughs) but um the point is just that like god is very much like working in his own time and not only that but like when Mr. Paperman is working in his time and he's making all these paper airplanes and he's doing all of this stuff, that's not God's time. God said, no, you literally made about 3,000 of these things. None of it is going to work because it's not time. But all of that work that you did that you thought was wasted, that's in the plan too. I'm going to use those paper airplanes, that thing that you thought was all for nothing. I'm going to use that to still carry out my will later Um, because then it was time. For whatever reason, I guess God realized that um, once that dude lost his job, somebody was going to have to make the income. So he was like, he's like, I, this, this woman you had will be married by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. This woman, she, he, she's she, got a nice job. She's got a nice job. Now you not, if you would have interrupted her, maybe not, but that, that's why the paper airplanes never made it. Yeah. You can't interrupt the interview. We, we have something going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so anyway, but there's there's a plan there and it it can't be interrupted. Um and we just see that there's like there's nothing you can do to run from God. And I mean, yes, I gave the example of Jonah earlier, but also to point to specific verses, Psalm 139, 7 through 10, um, which is also a, a really good song. There's a really good song made from these verses. But uh, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And it just like, it doesn't get much clearer than that. Like mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere. God has a plan. You have a destiny. Ultimately, every step that you ever take is already accounted for, and God is going to use it specifically to further His own ends. Mm-hmm. You get to choose. You know, like you you have the decision to make what you will do. Just know that God has already accounted for it. <laughs> So some people don't find that comforting. I find that very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, no matter what happens, I am ultimately taken care of. And that is something that the paper man has to realize eventually. And that paper lady has already come to grips with. Um, yeah. But there you go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that, is, that, is the, that is the story of paper man. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like that verse uh, for, like, the, the second sentence there, mm-hmm. uh, or third, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, if I make my bed in Sheol, um, Sheol is just is just a word for the grave. Yeah. Um, and it, it's used in, like, in context of, like, the grave as in hell sometimes, but sometimes it's just, like, another word for death or whatever. But what that means is, like, if I make a my bed in a grave if i die you were there yeah or and then like that's out of your control you're gonna die but god's gonna be there yeah um, and then it goes to like if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea there you are hand there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me and like that i don't know if that's directly trying to reference jonah or, or not but yeah. it definitely give to it seems to me like he's saying like even if i ran away if i take to like the swift winds of the morning and go far away from this place or i go to the under uttermost parts of the sea like the parts of the sea that no one should be like yes. you're there like if i if i try and run you are going to still be where i end up um and that kind of reminds me of, of this paper man short where he like he is actively rejecting the <laughs> the paper airplanes like he sees one and he's like get out of here and then they all and he, like four of them show up and he's and at that point you should be like oh something is odd <laughs> <laughs> well you should be recognized like 
Okay, yeah. Um, there's no way that would happen on accident. <laughs> right. Um, maybe I should follow, but he still rejects. He's like, "I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the uttermost parts of the sea. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with this." And then the the paper is still like, "Nope, I'm in charge here." And then he then takes control. Um, so I just I like that verse you brought up, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, as part of this, but I would I would say like. What what this had me thinking of um, the short was essentially like you can try and reach like the the happy life or in some people's view the life that life is like God like you can try and reach God on your own and you you're just gonna fail yeah um and and I think for some people you have to get to this point of like I've tried everything to get to God and I want to believe and I just can't yeah. And you have to get to this point of like, I can't do anymore. I'm done. I, I've tried. Uh, I've tried on my own and it's not working. And then that's when you've done everything you can except for surrender. And <laughs> that's where God comes in and was like, you had one step and you and you never did it. And I know you're trying, but I'm here to take care of it now. And by that point, a lot of people are like very resistant. Like, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i don't care anymore just like i tried you should have met me when i was trying and god is essentially saying i know you're trying but you didn't do the one thing (laughs) which was like give up so now that you've given up i'm here um and that's what the the paper kind of does like i've tried to use you i've tried to reach this person this goal in my life and i just can't i've tried everything and then the the paper airplanes say like good you've tried everything you need to realize this is not up to you <laughs> you can't take control of this yeah um and that's that's what god says to us like you can't you can't become good enough to get to me you can't fight your way to heaven and, and defeat sin on your own there's just going to have to be this point of like complete surrender and that's where I'm able to take over. When you give up on this, these things, I'm allowed to come in and give it to you. You know, uh, whoever seeks to save his own life will lose it. Kind of idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that that's what I was thinking of with this with this short. But I think you're getting at that too. But there's also <laughs> that other side of like some people don't need to get to that point. They're automatically like, oh, okay, I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> They're, they she's not like trying to find him she's just like trusting if if that's what will be that's what will be and then it is and so she's willing to follow you know yeah um anyway Any, anyway um i'm talking about quartz bride <laughs> Woo! have you ever seen quartz bride yes you like quartz bride i do like quartz bride quartz bride i think of the tim burton stop motion animation Mm-hmm. movies i've seen yeah this is my favorite one it's really good i like it better than nightmare before christmas okay i like it better than frank and weenie <laughs> one of those is a hot take one of those is a hot take <laughs> one of those is a hot take have you I, seen frank and weenie i have i feel like it's your kind of movie honestly. it is pretty it is it is definitely weird enough it kind of gives paranorman just in the like they came out like within a year of each they other they came out too close to one another yeah. where people were <laughs> just like stop motion halloween movie he he <laughs> <laughs> i have not seen paranorman um yeah i watched paranorman's really good i watched frank and weenie last week and after the, it was over i was like that was fine um yeah I enjoyed parts of it. I just kind of wish it would have kept going for like 10 more minutes and like resolved. Shown, yeah. Like shown their life after everyone knows about the Franken dog uh, <laughs> and everything. Like what's your life like now? That yeah. It, like I, there was no conclusion. There's just everything's wrapped up, but you don't feel like it is. Yeah. Um, You're like, but, but like, what about what's their life like now? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, after we finished, I was talking to Sarah Beth about it, and she was like, yeah, Paranorman's better. I was like, what? okay. <laughs> Why are you automatically comparing these two things? <laughs> to, to Corpse Bride or to, Par- or to Frank, Frank and Weenie? Frank and Weenie and uh, Paranorman. Yeah, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Like, no, 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 that's definitely... Why are those just, like, automatically in your mind just connected <laughs> these are like these are the things at war one must be better <laughs> paranorman's really cool it's just a really good movie yeah yeah i mean it's studio like a but it's really good <laughs> yeah 
I was really on board for Frankenweenie, and then legitimately it just like ends. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? Like this would have been like a really good movie if there is ten more minutes of, and this is what how they're living their life, and he falls in love with the girl, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they bring the science teacher back, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 no, no, I mean you're not wrong. It's just it. I think a lot of movies fall into that trap though. I think where it's just like. Wow, now that nobody's fighting, we can roll the credits. You I know? think it's specifically Tim Burton because I've I've watched four Tim Burton movies in the past uh couple weeks. Sure. And three of them ended like that. Where <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, you resolved all the loose ends, but now I want to see the knot. You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to see what the knot looks like. You you did all this time building this perfect knot and resolved these loose ends in it. Now let's see how nice it is. Let uh, me look so, at the bow. Yeah, so I watched um, Dark Shadows. Yeah, I've actually I don't think I've ever seen Dark Shadows. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's a vampire movie. Yes, yes, but he's cursed to become a vampire. He doesn't want to be a vampire. Oh, so he's not a vampire. He yet. is a vampire. Oh, but he doesn't want to be. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I thought you were saying like he, there was a curse. Like that would be a really interesting movie. Like he he didn't like sell his soul or like like get... one day he will be a vampire, but he isn't yet. And he's trying to fight to be to not become a vampire. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be an interesting. Movie. And then Frank and Weenie and Edward Scissorhands. They all just kind of like yes. Edward Scissorhands is definitely has that issue. Yeah, it's like yes, everything that happened in the movie mm-hmm. is now over. Yes, but I don't feel like it's done. <laughs> I don't feel like it's done. Yeah, you got to the resolution, but you didn't like pay it off. You know. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just think, uh, what's his name? Tim Burton just needs to work on his endings a little bit. But <laughs> There's a Cor- little Corpse Bride has a decent ending. It's kind of like that, but it it's resolved enough that I I don't feel like that. So I, I really like Corpse Bride. I had never seen it until uh, like Saturday, so four days ago. <laughs> I really I really like Corpse Bride. <laughs> it's just a cute movie. Yeah, it's really cute. I love. My favorite thing is that the the bachelor, the bachelor, <laughs> his name is Victor. Yes, and he he's engaged to Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just really funny. It's just like Tim Burton couldn't come up with like another name. It's just the female version of Victor is fine. <laughs> he's marrying Victoria. <laughs> But anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. Victor, uh, as I said, the bat is a bachelor engaged to be married to Victoria. He is he has no say in the matter, as his his and Victoria's parents have set up the marriage. In fact, they don't even meet each other until the day before the wedding. At which points he learns. <laughs> what? That's not how that works. Um yeah. she's, she's not dead. This is not the court threat. No, 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 but I'm just, he's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very nervous. Yeah. Um, they're meeting at the wedding rehearsal. Yep. Um, but they meet each other and he's playing the piano and she comes down and she's like, mother never let me play the piano <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I think it sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I think I will marry you. <laughs> I think I'm okay with marrying you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's kind of in the movie like love at first sight, but it it doesn't really sell that too much. But you you buy it because you're like, even though I don't think you guys should be in love, I see how this works. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. No, I understand the trope. Yes. Moving on, <laughs> I, I understand how that you like a marriage would be good between you. Yes. So I I don't care that much. It's not like um Eric and and Ariel. Oh my god. Where it's like I don't know a single thing about your personality at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you guys are necessarily good for each other in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Please prove that to me, movie. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> he has double chin hunk. <laughs> he has dog. He has dog. <laughs> Thus must marry fish woman. <laughs> Is match made in heaven. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that was just funny. Sorry. Anyway, 
Uh, anyway, so they meet each other the day before the wedding, and it works out. But it, it's okay because when they meet each other, it real they realize that they were actually a good match for each other. Yeah. Uh, but Victor, he's so nervous that he can't memorize his vows. He keeps messing them up, and so they are there at the rehearsal for hours because he can't memorize these lines. Yeah. Because he's so nervous about getting married, and he just can't remember them. Yeah. Uh, he can't get it down, and so eventually the families give up and they're just like you'll get it tomorrow <laughs> yeah you <laughs> like go practice at home like i'm tired of sitting here yeah um anyway so victor lamenting his situation that he can't remember his vows starts wandering through the woods trying to recite his vows correctly he's just walking around and he does so he finally gets his vows done he's just like I don't know why I can't do this. And he gets it done and he's acting it out with the trees around him. And he puts the wedding ring after he's done with his vows. He puts the wedding wedding ring on what he thinks to be like a tree branch sticking out of the snow that kind of looks like a hand. Mm -hmm. And little does he know it is a hand. (laughs) And little more that he didn't know was it's of a dead woman in a wedding dress. (laughs) And... That dead woman in a wedding dress, uh, we we find out her name was Emily, and she is the titular court's bride, and she rises from the ground to meet him, and is like, "Oh, Victor, <laughs> yeah, what beautiful vows!" Um, and she's just like happy to be married. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're dead, and you're just like you wake waiting. Up and you're like, finally. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, and the two have inadvertently been married because he said vows and put a ring on it. Yep. <laughs> she didn't say vows, so that's the part that gets me. Like, <laughs> Well, it's like an Adam and Eve thing. Yeah. Like, he messed up, so they both take the fall. <laughs> <laughs> but she does, she like, I don't know if she says I do. She might have said I do. Oh, I'm sure, sure. Around. But they do kiss. They can, they like, seal the marriage with a kiss. Yeah. Uh, against his will, but it's whatever. <laughs> he said his vows against her will. It's even, you know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so Victor is taken to the world of the dead and is told Emily's story about, you know, how she was dead in the forest with a wedding dress on. Like, how did that happen? I don't mm-hmm. know. Interesting. Um, but anyway, he doesn't want to be married because one, she's dead, and two, he's engaged to someone else who is alive. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, he finds out that her um, Victoria's parents saw him in the forest with a mystery woman and th- said, "Oh, he's cheating. He's ready to marry that woman." They kissed, and we all saw it somehow. And mm-hmm. uh, and now, with she, he cannot marry Victoria. He's defiled her, or whatever. By going and cheating in the woods. Um, and so they decide to marry Victoria off to someone else. And I can't remember that guy's name. It's really not important at all. <laughs> so once eventually Victor finds out this information and is like, oh, my my Victoria, she's marrying someone else. I can't go back to her. And so Victor decides to stay married to Emily because you find out like, oh, they have things in common and they they can love each other well Mm -hmm. uh, if if they choose to they're not like a perfect match or anything but uh they they but like it'll work yeah (laughs) but like they can work it out they'd be happy uh (laughs) yeah so victor is like yeah I'll, i'll stay with emily and then they discover that they were never married in the first place because the rules state that the dead and the living cannot be married and i i like that their reasoning is because you marry until death do you part, but death has already parted you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't get married. Yes. I also love that there are rules for this. Like, I don't know what... It look, he opens up a book. Could be the Bible. Who knows? I don't know. It's just a book. It's They're like, like, oh, the marriage rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Victor uh, decides that to be with Emily, um, he chooses to die and be remarried to her. So in order to be with his love, kind of, <laughs> to get married to this woman, uh, he has to die and become dead, and then they can get married again. Yeah. Um, and so he, he actively chooses to do that and pursues her in that way. Um, so anyway, as we go on, they don't actually get married, but they get very close. 
And then the the man that Victoria had married dies. <laughs> and so Victor and Victoria get can get married, uh, presumably after the movie ends. Um, but the man that Victoria had married uh, was the one that killed Emily before in the woods. Um, and she was cursed to like still be this living dead bride because he was still alive. Yeah. So when he dies, she is finally set free. Uh, and so it's not as if she's like, oh, I guess I'll never be married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or anything. She's like, oh, you've set me free and turns into butterflies and gets out of there, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As anyway. they do. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. Have you not done have that? You, have you never experienced love so true that you're parted? So anyway, I wanted to uh, bring up the the point of me talking about this movie, that uh, we are the bride of Christ. And when he meets us, he comes to earth and, and meets us, his bride, or bride-to-be, um, or both. And, <laughs> and when he meets us, he is meeting those who are dead in sin and condemned before god so he's meeting this like living dead corpse bride and choosing to marry the the church uh as a unit (laughs) (laughs) um the universal church that is um so he's choosing choosing to wed us anyway even though he comes to us and we are in a dead state before him uh, but to bring us to him, to make this wedding between us and Christ uh, so that we may share in his life and share in his home, uh, he has to die for us. He must die. And in his death, he makes it possible for us to be together, for we, the church, to be with God and also Jesus, because uh, you know, yeah. uh, Trinity um, what no, 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 no I was... okay. because trinity uh he has to die so that we can be with him so through his death he brings us together uh and allows this marriage to be possible but instead of him dying and staying dead and meeting us in this death and then being married like victor's plan was he dies and he <laughs> comes back and that brings us to life with him so that marriage can happen yeah him being fully god and fully man opens up a new slew of options <laughs> one of them being raising us to life with him so. yes uh but also in his death he comes back like i said and brings us to life with him and in him and in becoming his bride he sets us free from what had killed us in the first place namely sin mm-hmm. or the enemy and so this uh, also relates back to Victor in that he uh, he kills whatever his name is uh, that had killed Emily in the past and was planning on killing Victoria. The thing that made Emily the court's bride, yeah, he defeats and sets her free, um, which is what God does for us. Like if you want to say it's the enemy or sin or the sin in us or whatever you want to say it is, he gives us the power to and actively does kill that thing for us yeah so that we may be free and that's what brings us into life and maybe uh emily's alive because she turned into living butterflies i don't know (laughs) (laughs) anyway i see i'm stretching it there moving on (laughs) i just came up with that (laughs) you should have Kept it un there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jesus is better in this whole scenario because he doesn't just accidentally get married to us. He actively chooses us even though we are dead. Yes. And actively chooses, not by accident, to defeat what had killed us. And instead of just dying and being with us so we're not alone, which would be nice... Uh, I mean, it's still good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm kind of desperate. <laughs> it's either that you're like, or... it's cuffing season. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's either that or nothing at all. I mean, yeah. instead of that, which is what Victor's plan is, he actually says, no, I'm going to die, but not so I can be with you in death, but because I want to bring you to life. I want to breathe life into your lungs. I want to make you new. Uh, and so he brings us into life with him rather than descending into death with us. So he's yeah. 
he's better than Victor. <laughs> um, and uh, last thing, that's also a bit of a stretch because it's not a perfect analogy, but Victor ends up marrying Victoria, the living bride. Um, so there's this kind of idea of the bride goes from death to life in the movie of not not that they're the same person, but the person he chooses goes from death to life and he can fully live out his love and fully be known and loved by the bride because they are alive. Yes, it's definitely, and this is just like, you know, writing a character arc 101, <laughs> but it's really nice to see like at the end of the movie, you'd pointed out like at the very beginning, he's very nervous. He can't get his, his, his lines right, any of mm -hmm. that. But at the end of the movie, he's like actually, you know, like a lot more a human being <laughs> and <laughs> and is able to like, you know, because of this experience, he's like, oh, I'm, I, you know, he, like you were saying, he is able to live into that love and that commitment and to be like, hey, I can, I can provide for you in that way and not just be a nervous wreck. <laughs> yeah. But to sum it all up, the basic idea is that Jesus comes to us and we are this kind of corpse bride. We are this dead people and he chooses us anyway. Um, it's just like in the movie. <laughs> uh, and then because, but in that choice requires his death so that that choice will matter and we can eventually um in the end there will be a wedding day and we'll meet him in the sky and all those things yeah <laughs> um that's the basic idea but i think you can i i don't know if i did a perfect job but i think you can dive in a little deeper than that and really explain a few more things about how jesus's death works with us as the bride specifically not just us as some people who sinned but like jesus's bride he comes and dies for um with when you compare it to this movie but uh did you have anything else to add Nah. i mean like you said you could you can definitely dive a little deeper into this um there is more stuff to pull out um something that i was thinking about as you were talking about was the whole um like just the fact that there are rules towards mm -hmm. their marriage and there's like this whole like litany of things and it's like <laughs> i've noticed that whenever you present your favorite line is always like X character that I'm talking about um, is, is less than Jesus. And this is why Jesus is the better version of that. Yeah, and I'm, it's, I'm just like, it's like every, every presentation you, you bring that up where you're just like, well, and this is a great, but here's, here's where this fails. And it's like, well, no, we know it's going to, it's not going to be the perfect thing. I, I know you're not presenting the Bible. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, just something that I thought was like another interesting parallel, just the fact that there is like a rule book if we're going to fully compare like the marriage here to like the the death of sin in our own lives mm -hmm. the fact that like there is an old covenant there is there is this there's this uh vows i couldn't think of the word there's these mm -hmm. vows that um victor gives and when he prevent bleh, presents them to emily he's like oh my gosh these are these are my vows this is everything uh this is binding right and then later on we find out hey i know you thought those were binding but that isn't binding and i i was thinking about it like oh that's like an old covenant thing like mm -hmm. you may have done this and you might have done all these right things but those rules those weren't what was actually gonna those that wasn't what was gonna like quote unquote save you that wasn't gonna make the marriage official <laughs> yeah um you know it was you 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 know like at some point in time yes that would have done it if you had met emily while she was alive and you had done all the things then like sure whatever but now she has died in order to marry her there's this new set of rules um there's a new covenant there's a new mm -hmm. um <laughs> jurisdiction that she is under um yeah. and i was i was thinking about that and i think that that definitely fails under the like well then he you know like he ends up marrying victoria and says the same vows um mm -hmm. well but i anyway. also like that the rules are not just like arbitrary rules it's like this is because the nature of these two people can't do this yeah and so when it comes to like us as the bride meeting god in this grand wedding day yeah um at the end of time or whatever you want to say um like it's not as if he chose to pushes away and all these things and he it's not as if he arbitrarily chose oh i guess the rule is i have to die for you and that's gonna it's it's <laughs> and that's gonna save you and all these things yeah it's the nature of god is that he is life and he is goodness and when we choose evil we choose death and so like there has to be something that brings us 
out of death and into life. And so it only is fitting that our engaged, (laughs) our fiance, our husband would come down into death and give himself up for us so that that payment could be made so we can be brought back into life. It's not as if God just decided these were the rules and I'm going to play the game. Yeah. It's like, no, like this is just how it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's rules, but those rules aren't... They're not arbitrary. ...aren't just made up so that we can play a game. It's, these are just the rules because this is how it is, and I'm just writing them down, writing down what it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I, I also enjoy that part of, like, whatever book he has, it's not as if, like, well, I just said that the death, the dead can't marry the living. It's like... No, by nature of you being dead, you can't be married because married means this thing of until death. Until death, but yeah. you're you're too parted already, so you have to be on the same side of life or death for this to work. It's not as if I've just decided you can't do it. Sorry. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, he's like, I'm not zombie racist. I just can't let this happen. Anyway. Yeah. But yes. Um. I also like that yeah. there's like when he decides to marry Emily, there's like, oh, we're gonna do this right. There's gonna be a party. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> when what? When Jesus uh, oh. comes and dies for us, and, and and when this wedding happens, it's gonna be a big deal. It's not just gonna be like, oh, and God did a thing. <laughs> oh, and God. Did a thing. Well, I mean, even the Bible talks about that, where it's like you know the angels celebrate for every sinner who repents. Right. You know. Um, but anyways that's that yeah <laughs> you can close this out <laughs> oh okay i don't know if you had anything else to say um well in that case hey guys uh this has been our christian viewing experience um if you have anything to say about the corpse bride about halloween about uh, i don't know like a spooky season in general um or if you have anything to say about the paper man which is a little out of place for this but it's yeah, fine no, it's uh, fine, it, it's fine. I, I, we have moved on from spooky season and i have i've not i have brought the spooky along with me i've brought the spooky <laughs> i carry the spooky normally i carry the spooky it feels a little weird anyways but yeah no no uh, but if you have anything to say about any of these or if you just want to reach out in general um you contact contact us at ocve pod at facebook or twitter ocve pod at gmail.com um or we have a website ocvpod.com um however you decide to get in touch with us though um i hope you have a wonderful i guess start of your holiday season is it officially holiday season i guess yes mm-hmm. yes it's november November 1st today time of recording at time of recording <laughs> all right well uh you'll have a wonderful day bye bye, bye.